0: one of the busiest first day of work in a new year ever for me. I just feel like if your employer is going to, if like if our employers are going to give us, like for a lot of people who work in corporate, we had the last week of the year off because of Christmas and New Year's falling where they Mm fell. And I just feel like if you're going to give me an entire week off, Mm -hmm. you should not expect me to come back to work. Mm -hmm. Optimal function. I think you should give me a slow boot up. I need to, we got to warm this car up. Yeah, I can't. I can't be expected I to go through. It's
1: working. At, it's it's about eight thirty p.m. Uh-huh. on January third, and I was literally working till about eight thirty four.
0: I just want to respond to every single email that I've gotten with a clip of Candace saying, "No, ma'am, no, ma'am,"
1: <laughs>
0: just smiling and saying, "No, ma'am, no, ma'am." Yeah, it was, it's, (sighs) everything
1: is urgent. Everything is like I'm holding up other people. I'm like, shut up. I'm
0: not holding up jack shit, okay?
1: If you need me that desperately, then what are you doing? What's your purpose in life? Why are you even here?
0: You know, that's a really good question. Why are you even at your job if Uh you need me to help you is Uh a good question. Right. Yeah. I agree. Also, I feel like we should also like observe the Eastern Orthodox Christmas, which I believe is like January seventh. So it, I feel isn't like, it the actual, the real Christmas? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to make enemies, but I do believe so. Yes.
1: Yeah. Before uh, Before whoever it was was it Constantinople or whoever that changed
0: everything. <laughs> Gregory of the Gregorian calendar. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, between me a Muslim and you a Hindu, we're mm-hmm. deciding that the real Christmas is the January Christmas anyway. Yeah. So I think that we should just like not expect people to work mm-hmm. until then. Yeah, but you know what? Thanks a lot. I'd rather have
1: person. I'd rather have December to Jan. I'd rather have January off because you know. Christmas, even though it's supposed to be holiday season, everybody's stressed out. Everybody's running I'm around. All yes. through Christmas, all through the New Year's, until New Year's, it's all party, party, meeting people. It's like, even for an extrovert, it's overwhelming. So overwhelming. So I can just imagine how it is for introverts. So when you have done all of that, just a two day off,
0: New Year's Day, is not enough. We need another whole month off. I think we should do like bears and hibernate in the winter. I think so too. I mean, imagine the carb- carbon uh, you know
1: uh, print footprint wheeled. alone would be like zero if we did nothing but
0: just hibernate. Like we just hibernate. We just ate like soup. Yes, like just like warm foods. Uh huh. Just I like went, went into our little hibernation bunkers, mm-hmm. sealed our windows and doors
1: did not get on the roads did never not, got
0: on the roads no yeah
1: just stay home we need a lockdown every when every january that's what we need we need a worldwide <laughs> lockdown every january
0: i need to quarantine for my responsibilities in the winter yes, month
1: for my sanity i get that for quarantine my sanity, for I'm- your sanity make it make it normalize quarantining for your sanity <laughs>
0: And you know what? I believe today is like national intro or world introvert's day or something. You know how we have a day for everything now? Oh, yeah. It's world well, introvert's day, which neither maybe do I That's nor why I'm I feeling are.
1: so burnt out. Because as I'm getting older, I'm turning into an introvert. I used yeah, to be same. the most extreme extrovert. And now I'm turning into like I'm identifying more and more as an introvert.
0: I think one thing that happened with a lot of us extroverts, especially women, is that when quarantine happened, we suddenly realized that we prefer the introversion Mm -hmm. than the I feel like I was being an extrovert to please others. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Right. So I feel like now it's just time for us to say, fuck it. Yeah. Embrace our
1: true identity, which is really an introvert.
0: I have curmudgeonly,
1: curmudgeonly a into interword too. Like I, I don't like people right now.
0: <laughs> I hate people. Me mm-hmm. <laughs> too.
1: I barely like, like you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because you're on the screen. You're on the screen. You're not in person.
0: <laughs> I barely like myself, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh-huh.
1: I'm barely
0: alive. I get it. Right I get now. it.
1: Same here. Same. <laughs>
0: Like, okay, let's let's figure out what do we want to talk about first. You want to talk about family karma first or do you want to talk about Potomac first? Potomac was so good though. It was so good. Let's talk about Potomac. Yeah, first. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. So Real House of Potomac. Like just a low-key banger episode. Just <sighs> like I don't know what it was because nothing that exciting, like Nothing of consequence really happened. Oh, a lot of consequence happened, but also nothing happened. (laughs) But the
1: point the point is like the cast is enjoying the show. The producers are enjoying the show. The editors are enjoying the show and the viewers are enjoying the show. This is a fun show all around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's not a single person. Maybe Chris, Chris is the only person that does not enjoy, but even him at some point will, you know, he's laughing. He was on Twitter laughing at the whole thing.
0: So he was on Twitter like, praising, praising right, the production team. So Right.
1: So it's like, this is the perfect show. Even the toxic moments are not as toxic or are not belagored. So it's not belabored. So it's not really to the point where the toxic thing takes over the show. This is how a housewife show is supposed to be.
0: I don't think even,
1: I would even argue that Roni didn't get to this point. Maybe I'm like, maybe it's like, you know, far off memory. And that's why I feel like that. But I feel like I didn't have this much joy come from Roni, which was my, in the past, that was my favorite franchise. But now Potomac has surpassed it.
0: I think this is giving me, like, I think you've got a little bit of recency bias, because I feel like we just have... Mm -hmm. Been so scarred by how bad Roni was last mm-hmm. year, yeah. but I think that this is tapping into that season of Roni that was like, I want to say it was a season where you had like so many housewives, mm-hmm. like it was like Bethany and Carol and Heather and uh, Aviva and Aviva. Like there were just so many people. It was mm-hmm. like an it was it was the years between like Aviva and Jules. Mm-hmm. Like those years were mm-hmm. so funny. Mm -hmm. Because there was just so much underhanded shit happening all the time, but then you're also, like, showing up for, you know, Mm -hmm. Luann's or Sonia's next shtick. Mm -hmm. So I I really like that about this season right now because – I was nervous. I thought that they were going to try to pull this thing with Candace and then Candace would stop filming. Mm-hmm. But Candace said, "No ma'am. I will show up
1: literally." Yeah. She's literally. like, "No, I got the formula that she's like, "I am the next Candy Burris. I I figured out this formula and I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to make what I can until it's like she said in some interview recently. She was like, I'm going to keep doing this until it's not fun anymore. Yeah. And right now it's still fun. So I'm going to continue doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So we start the episode with Karen preparing for her show. She goes to meet with Matt at the DC improv and she thinks it's monumental because she's the first non-comic <laughs> to be at the DC improv. <laughs> okay. And so just the
1: improv is going through hard times, yes. So,
0: what <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're like, okay, non comics, it's your turn now. We have to keep asses in the seats. Come on, we, we have to pay our bills.
0: Yeah, we got to keep the lights on. <laughs> Caroline's <laughs> shut down in New York, so <laughs> we got to work on something.
1: We're just coming out of the pandemic, anything goes. Come on,
0: come on in. I- I love the part where like they sit down, it's like Matt, Ray, and Karen. And then Karen is like, So Matt, the program, you'll run the tell tell it tell no, me no. what the program So, so is.
1: she first she says, I know what's going and like yes. he says, so Ray says, So it's going to be you and whatever, right? And then she like Oh, no, Ray, I know exactly what my show is. Come on, Matt, you tell him. She knows
0: nothing about Yeah, she says this thing. She goes, Matt, tell us what the show is, which, by the way, I do know all about, or something like that. Like, She's like, tell me the show that I know in and out cut of, but you tell me. Yeah, he's like, cut to, cut to. Cut to, cut to a drag queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the more exciting part of this conversation was that Ray talking about what the grinder is. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, the coffee coffee grinder is the last grinder. (laughs) That Ray has worked exactly. I like when um, he was like, "Oh, like Ashley's husband, Michael Darby, he used to be on the grinder." And then Karen's like, "No, I actually, Ray, I'm the one that said that he was on the grind." Your wife
1: said that. Your wife.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God. Mia and Jacqueline have a scene and with, with fucking <sighs> Gordon. And here's the thing. They do weird, confusing, vague, like vague stuff. Yeah. And then they act shocked when people have questions.
1: It's a shtick. She's trying it's to a create shtick. a storyline. There's nothing but. And then Jacqueline is playing along with it just to get you know, get into the show, she's like, okay, I'll play along. I'll do this. I'll do that. But all along, Mia is like constantly putting down Jacqueline. Yeah. And so ugh, it is just weird. And the way Mia talks about all these women that they have threesomes with, she's like, she's a good girl. She was a good girl. She's a nice girl. She was our girl before she was Peter's girl. It's it's so problematic. It's almost like they're running some kind of a ring.
0: Yes, thank you. I was like, "Um, "This is very
1: Jane Maxwell kind of uh, vibe," is what I get.
0: It's very, very um, ladies for hire. Like, Uh it's very, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. She's like, she's really my girl. I've been watching The Sopranos, so I just feel like, oh, that's all I think about lately. Mm -hmm. And I just it it reminds me of like all the women that work at bada bing, and that that belong to different people, like Ralphie's girl or Tony's mm-hmm. girl or right. Silvio's Syl- girl. Like That's what it reminded me of Like right. when she's talking about this. Right. Um, I want to quickly, we'll go back to this, but the next scene is the Ashley friends gathering. and pretty young thing, you know. But they can't even come up with yeah. a, a consensus of what their name is. Are they the pretty yeah. young things? Are they the pretty little things? It's called Sesame Street. It's called Pretty Thirsty Things. Things, PTTs.
1: PTTs, yes.
0: Um, You said, like you said, Jacqueline is just going along with it just to be a hanger on her. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also what weirdo Deborah with her weirdo story is doing. Mm -hmm. But something that I thought was really interesting, if you paid attention to that scene, is that Giselle, so when Deborah starts to tell that story, about Chris doing all of nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it cuts to Giselle, and she kind of has this look on her face like that's that's it, it like, yeah. you don't yeah. have anything else to add yeah. like yeah, you're not even gonna make this, like I came all the way here to film with you nobodies for like, this, yeah. Yeah. you're giving me this story this is it and then that's when suddenly deborah goes oh and then you know happy eddie came up and yeah. he's she's like who's happy eddie and like you know she's like oh, okay all right like it almost like just was like all right now you're adding some masala into this yeah so at least he's a little bit right more excited. right but, but even
1: what did he do he smiled what and and i'm so happy that the editors were playing it back and they had the view and Chris is not, and Deborah says it herself. She's like, uh, he was standing there looking at me. And then I said, hi, I am Deborah. So even to Eddie, she says, I introduced myself, of course. Yes. And I'm like, no, you, so you are the one who approached them. They didn't approach you.
0: What are we doing here? And they're just being polite and having a conversation with you. Oh my I- God. Ashley just it's so funny because Ashley's like oh I don't believe my friend to be liars and I was like great and you don't believe Michael to be a predator but here mm-hmm. we are Ashley right right here we are okay right. um I was at least happy that Ashley went and told Wendy about it and Wendy d- gave no shits she's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I Who? <know. laughs> Who the fuck is I
1: love the scene with Andy and Eddie and they're just laughing at them they're like oh my God, they just dismissed it and they're laughing it to the point where Eddie actually comes to the event and they don't even confront that woman. They just like, uh, you know, Wendy doesn't even bring it up. Even when all the drama is happening, Wendy doesn't even
0: speak up. She doesn't even care at that point. She's like, no, she doesn't even bother to say no, (laughs) ma'am. No, she doesn't even. She doesn't even, she honestly, she's got her back turned to this, this woman the whole time. Right. Deborah um, tries
1: like Kevin McCarthy today. She tried three times and she failed <laughs> all three times. <laughs> he said, "No, ma'am." What a joke! Everybody was laughing at. Everybody was laughing at her, including Mia. Everyone's laughing at her, and Robin says she looks at her and says she looks at Candace and says, "Yeah, I get it. How can that girl be the one?" Like I get it. I get what you're saying.
0: Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't want to sit here and mock people for how they look. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better person. This woman has a very pronounced features. Some people are comparing her to David Allen Greer. Do I see the. I think he's connection? a good looking man. It's okay. I don't think that. Listen, I don't think Deborah is a bad looking woman. No, I don't. she's not. My issue with Deborah is that she's coming in too hot. Between mm-hmm. this and that TikTok she did, mm-hmm. where she's with like Muppets, like she's mm-hmm. got Elmo there and then she makes a triangle and then there's Cookie Monster there. And she's trying to be funny. But I'm like, I can see your Instagram filter bouncing around all over your face. You know, even in that TikTok, if she had just stopped
1: with the Elmo and her eyebrows and saying my bushy eyebrows i th- that even in that instance i thought okay somebody made a comment about her eyebrows so it's a good thing she's coming back at them and saying these are my natural eyebrows and if she had just stopped there it wouldn't have been as cringe then she keeps going on with, <laughs> with the crying there's a cookie oh, there's
0: there, that's thirsty. what
1: i was like okay now you're just being you're not defending yourself you're just being thirsty <laughs>
0: She added R H O P to her Instagram bio.
1: <laughs> Listen, next time I someone if, if I show up even in the background of some show, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna add it to my Instagram.
0: Well, did you see uh, um, one of the people who used to support us on the podcast Samaj? Mm-hmm. He was in the front row at the Care Karen show. He was. I didn't know this. So as far as I'm concerned, Samad should put R H O P in his. Yeah, Samaj, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Robin. Oh my God. I missed that. I knew he was trying.
1: He he did tell me he was going, but you know. Yeah. I forgot Um, to look for him.
0: (laughs) Robin and Giselle meet up with Mia, and then they're like talking to Mia about basically all the stuff that Mia told Karen. Now, what Mia told Karen was that she wanted to be a gynecologist so she checked around that is not what Mia then says to uh, Giselle and then when Giselle brings up what you also said the thing about Peter's girlfriend mm-hmm. Mia's like it didn't come up like, mm-hmm. Mia doesn't, like, your whole, what, what are you talking about? What <laughs> he about and how he was your family. Yeah, wh- uh, what is family? Are you fucking yeah. your family? And then she'll be like, oh, like, that's the thing where you're saying, like, she's a good girl. She was our girl first. And then she came and she played with, She's she says this, she goes, she was at G's bachelor party. She didn't yeah. sleep with him. She just did no first. She said she she gave him foreplay before our wedding night. So like yeah. is she a fluffer? And then yeah. she and then she's like, No, it was at our bachelor party that I crashed. And she was like, What was she doing at the bachelor party? She's like, Oh, she was in the wedding. What she's saying as I walked down the aisle. What? <laughs> what? What?
1: <laughs> so she was the entertainment for the bachelor party, and she was in the wedding, and she was the part wedding party prayer. and she was in the wedding. Like, well,
0: yeah. <sighs> That's a lot of. That, I, My yeah. favorite part of that whole thing was when they flashed to Karen telling them about it. <coughs> Karen said, I don't know. There's some sort of thrumple. <laughs> thrumple. Thrumple. You know, Karen knows the
1: word. She tried. <laughs> this was so a scene where Karen was pretending that she doesn't know the word. She's going to be like the old lady who doesn't know all the stuff. I and mean, she's going to let the young ones figure it out. So they will find it funny, but they won't find it like, you know, she won't seem like she's gossiping. She's just you know, I don't know about all these things that young ones yeah. do. I don't <laughs> understand it. Something called Thrumble. I don't know.
0: <laughs> thrumble. <laughs> Then we get to Karen's show. Um, and Karen, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, are you, are, you a, are you a LADAM? I am a LADAM. You are a I LADAM. Am, I am a
1: LADAM. I'm true and true
0: a LADAM. I feel like you would be president of the Maryland chapter of Ladams. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would be the global president of LADAM. <laughs> A candle the business,
1: the candle business, and the perfume business. I would run both. You would take the Ladams to India. Oh, I would. Can you imagine? You would. I can actually a Bollywood show with Ladam. Amazing. But yeah, I would she be. Would be the, the I thing. would be the security guard that had to stand there and listen to her talk about how, what that means to her, and she was like practicing her, you know, speech. This is it. This is it. Uh, you know, she's fluffing her hair, fluffing her, you know, shirt, and she's talking to that guy and he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah,
0: sure, uh-huh. The fact that they cut to this man and then the Chiron said Karen's security guard, I was like, what are you doing, Karen? <laughs> I love you. She said that this show is just to have a party to show support to her ladams for mm-hmm. supporting her brand.
1: hmm <laughs> And, and we're have- going to talk about love, and we're going to talk about you know everything, love and drag queens, and um you know support, relationships and relationships. relationship, and you know what what was that again? What topics?
0: A sizzle topics. Sizzle topics. You know, at least Countess Luann came in being like, I don't know, I'll belt out a couple you of songs. No, whatever.
1: I am telling you, I would have loved. The shit out of Ladam's show. It was crazy, unpredictable. There was no sense to it. There's no direction to it. There is no beginning. There's no end. It is just one messy. You know, it's like it's like you know the Indian street food, bhel Yeah, where you like put all kinds of stuff and it's like
0: a mixture. What is the equivalent here? I don't even know. Um, you know what? In New Jersey, we got something called disco fries. Yes, you know what it is. It's a fat sandwich. It's a fat sandwich from New Jersey because a fat sandwich in New Jersey is like a sub roll, mm-hmm. and then you put in all the bar foods that you can. So uh-huh. fries, yes, mozzarella sticks. Yes, eggplant, parm. You know, like if you put like random like shit, random shit, random sauces. If you're from upstate New York, they call that a garbage plate. Like, <gasps> yes, that's all this is. It's a poo-poo platter. Mm-hmm. It's You're going to the diner and it's 3 a.m. And you're mm-hmm. like, get me one of everything. Yes. That's what this show is.
1: That, that. and well, Can so, you imagine
0: if you had a couple of edibles? That would be like the bomb. Well, it's funny you say that because I was just looking up tickets for mm-hmm. the next show, which is in Philly, 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 Philly right? Uh, in exactly one month. I'm getting <gasps> tickets and I'm going to get a hotel room that night. And I'm spending <gasps> the night in Philly. Okay. Because I plan on... Not being on Earth while I'm at that show. (laughs) I think that's the
1: only way to watch it. That's the only way you watch it.
0: Part of me is like, "Mm, what if I want to like be sober and remember the memories? No, the other other part part of me is like, you want to
1: experience it,
0: and you. Every cell in your
1: body will be happy the next morning, but you will not. Every cell in your body will not remember why they're why it's happy the next. You don't. (laughs) You don't want to have memories. You just want to have an experience. I just
0: want to have feelings. I don't necessarily yes. want a memory. I just want the memory of the feeling I had while I was yes. there. You're right. Yes. Um, the other reason why I love and Karen is – And I think yeah.
1: Karen's show is the perfect show for that.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The other reason why I love Karen is because while this is all happening and everybody is showing up to the show to support her, even though they have no idea what's about to happen, is they start casually talking about Karen's boobs because apparently there's a video that Cherise sent of Karen's titties. This being is like, tonight. so Cherise
1: couldn't make it. She wasn't invited into yes. the show. Yes. So Cherise says, okay, can you bring up my text? So at least the Chiron shows me
0: yes. somewhere. <laughs> so did you take, did you take the screenshot of the text? Did you read it? I read the text and it said, hope you lady, hope you, you ladies' areolas look as mm-hmm. good at 59. And I was like, you know what? She's not wrong. Mm-hmm so Cherise tried to shame her in the group text and Karen came
1: back and said hope you ladies uh, Arielas look as good at 59 in fact I even showed it to Ray so don't even bother trying to bring it up with Ray Ray's already seen it (laughs) you cannot shame me is what Karen is saying
0: yes and I think in the text she said look as good at 5'9 like it didn't say the number 59 it said said 5'9 (laughs) 5'9 5-9. Um, sure, Cherise
1: is the Jim Jordan. She's like, she's trying, but she's not even getting the vote. Like, Deborah is at least getting the vote. She's at the show. But Cherise mm-hmm. is not even at the
0: show. She's not even there. Um, Karen shows up on stage for, uh, this is a 75-minute show. She's on stage for about 20 minutes. She shows up for 50 seconds. She says thank you. It's like she is receiving an Oscar. Mm-hmm. A drag queen comes. Then there's a costume change. There's, of course, as you mentioned, yes. sizzle topics. Yes. Um, where people are just asking random questions. Mia asks something about whatever. Nobody cares. By the way, she's yeah. like Mia's like you talked about me, and and there needs to be transparency. And Karen's like, shut up and sit down. <laughs> Karen's
1: face in the uh, testimonials when she's talking about Mia, you can almost feel the the. The disgust, and the, she's like, ah, "I don't really care for Mia, but I'm just putting up with her because last last season nobody was on my my side, and yes. she's the only friend I had. So now I'm gonna just put up with her."
0: I feel like she's just putting up with her because Mia lives down the street from her, so it's like the easiest person to film with. Like, she just needs <laughs> to know. go down the street. She doesn't have to go to wherever the fuck Robin lives now. Right. <laughs> Do you think that Karen Huger is the Muhammad Ali of live shows? I think she is everything that she was. She's the Mandela of live shows. I don't care. My God. She is Mandima
1: for me. She is you know Mama Dali. Word? She is everything. You know, you she, know. Is like, she is like, her right hand is Mama Dali. Her left hand is Joe Frazier. She is everything. She is all of it.
0: She is all, she of, it. all of it. You're absolutely right. She... um you know, like Rolling Stone just recently posted some like greatest mm-hmm. vocalists of all times, mm-hmm. and they put fucking Taylor Swift on there, but they didn't put but Celine Dion. Yeah, I and people are obviously rightfully mm-hmm. upset about it. I feel mm-hmm. like they should also be upset about the fact that Karen Hoover wasn't on that because mm-hmm. I feel like she's she should have been on there. They should have had a subsection, you know, like the sexiest people, sexiest man alive, mm-hmm. e- like edition or mm-hmm. whatever. Always has this like se- this like pamphlet inside that has like other sexy people. Mm-hmm. Like, Karen should have been in that of, like, other entertainers that we can't put on the list but also are worth remembering
1: (laughs) is the Muhammad
0: Ali of live shows. The the ambassador to
1: Surrey County. Come on. Of course. The peanuts. I know. What about the peanuts? I know. The peanut farm. Anyway. What a pity. But it was Um, awesome. I loved every bit of it. I loved how the producers and the editors put in all the... The black and white, you know, so good. The, the, the treatment film. of the silent film treatment, and they kept it going into next week's show, which is awesome to watch them go at each other without the sound on. <laughs> it's it's beautiful the way that Karen is screaming at Sharice and Sharice is coming back and screaming at her, banging on the table, and you don't hear anything except for watching the m- mouths move. Oh,
0: it was beautiful. Sometimes when I'm watching Housewives, I glaze over. Like this is what happens when I'm watching Salt Lake City. Like I glaze over and I don't know what anybody's saying mm-hmm. anymore. And I'm just watching people scream at each other. It is a little bit like a silent movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've checked out. <laughs> I love that. But I show. thought it went
1: well and I thought um, you know, Candace handled the whole situation awesome.
0: She did um, great. And you know, Ashley, is Ashley, trying so hard. Yeah, she's Ashley like, "Why are you dismissing my friend, Candace?" I'm like, "Who cares, Ashley?" Yeah. Ashley, what? Ashley, why, why are you dismissing the, why are you dismissing, the, why why are you dismissing you- the cameraman who who goes groped by a nasty ass husband? How about that, Ashley? Yeah, about dismissing people. Mm-hmm. Ashley, if you put in that much effort into figuring out your finances,
1: you could probably buy a house without Gollum's help. That's yes. what
0: I think. Did you hear the latest about Ashley and our boyfriend, Luke? We're in a thrumple with Ashley. (sighs) Yeah. We're in a quadrumple.
1: Quadrumple.
0: Well, it's back to a thrumple with me, you, and uh, Luke because they have, he's been deleted off her Instagram. They're not following each other anymore. So I Mm -hmm. think it's a wrap. It's a wrap on those Minnesota Vikings and
1: Ashley. (sighs) Yeah. Sad, sad day.
0: (laughs) Haven't we been through enough? We lost Barbara Walters and now Luke and Ashley broke up? I know. Come on. Cut us a break, universe. Too much. It's too much. It's too much. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about family karma. Okay. We're back. Let's talk about family karma. A lot of auntie drama this episode. Yeah, man. I mean, two of our favorite aunties went up to each other. I know, but did they even? It's so funny because we're like, they went at each other, but I'm like, it was just a very polite conversation, actually. It wasn't even. It
1: was, and then, but Lavina disengaged, right? She did a uh, Meredith Marks. She disengaged, I think. Um, and then, but then uh, Amrit, Messi Amrit, engaged.
0: Yes, on Twitter. On, on Twitter. Twitter.
1: So uh, I know that this will carry on because it'll be uh, Brian versus Amrit going now.
0: Yeah, here's the thing that bothers me. So they have this gathering at Gulpna Auntie's house. It's mm-hmm. Uncle Auntie Party. There's statues present. <laughs> um then you got it- a
1: lot of close
0: ups of all
1: of the statues. No, they are like fugly impressive.
0: They're alarming. Yeah.
1: Oh i don't know God. anybody and just so just so our listeners know this is not normal by the way no this is not normal
0: this is them it's not something that we find in our homes <laughs> Yeah, I, i've they never been, i've never been to somebody's house with, where I mean, there's bad statues yeah. of the no family no
1: it's um, creepy like if you imagine if you're coming down in the middle of the night and you see that statue it's like a, the same size as a normal human being that's just alarming scary
0: <laughs> it's terrifying yeah. so they have this party and the reishman thing gets brought up because uh labina's like listen i'm getting ready for the wedding and i just want you to know if at the wedding i don't say hi to you it's because i'm busy and Dar- mm-hmm. and Derma's like let's not beat around the fucking bush here okay yes. yes and here's the thing that i don't understand about reishman we've talked so much about how we do not like her uh-huh. is that reishman says she was busy Mm -hmm. She was so busy. But also we've seen Reshma say that she was also annoyed with Dharma for meddling between her and Lopa. So, Reshma, you can't – it can't be both. You can't say it was both. You can't say, oh, I didn't mean to dismiss you. I was just so busy with my family. Like right. I didn't get to say hi to you, but also right. I'm annoyed with you. No, yes. then the reason why you dismissed her and you ignored her is because you were annoyed with her to begin with. Let's just call yeah, it what if you
1: if you heard if you didn't mean to dismiss her and you heard through the grapevine that she's hurt that she felt dismissed. The first thing you would do is like call her and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. Did if you felt dismissed? I just I was just too busy. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that." Yes. And that would have fixed everything. I don't think Dharma would have held it against her, but I know that Reshma did it deliberately. I just know because of we have seen Reshma do it. Even when they are sitting across from each other, she will she was talking to um, Lope, uh, talking about Lopa, but looking at Dharma. And then Lopa said, why can't you look at me when you talk about me? And she's like, oh, because Dharma is right across from me. So I'm looking at her. She does this passive aggressive thing where she's not looking at the person because she doesn't want to deal with them.
0: I mean, she doesn't want to deal with people. That's why she doesn't show up at the party. She's like, oh, yeah. I just didn't want to go. I didn't yeah. want to go. Yeah. Okay. Then you are an avoider. Then yeah. you can't you can't say, I don't want people to talk behind my back. Like you can't Lavina can't be like, I mean, I get what Lavina's doing, right? Because she's like, I don't want people talking she's trying to, yeah. About yeah. She's trying to be a good friend to say, like her, you know, this might she be She does, just doesn't want to get involved
1: in the gossip and she wants to keep peace and she just doesn't want to be I get put it. in the middle.
0: Yes, but at the same time, Lavina, your friend is avoiding her problems and forcing you to be in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So when Lavina is put in that position, she can very well say, "Guys, this is you. You should really go and talk to Reshma about it. Mm-hmm. This is what my perspective is." But for her to be like, "I don't want to be in the middle of it," and you know, you guys need to cut her a break. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there is there is giving your person, getting people to give your persons grace Mm -hmm. and then there is person putting you forcing you to be in a position where you need to then defend them which is not fair and that's what reishma is doing to lavina to the point where bali's mom even says you know i've heard that at the wedding she only cared about two people besides her family and one of them was you lavina and that was right right which is like those words mean a lot yeah And I was
1: like uh, Bali's mom can you tell me who the other person was was that at all Lopa or not I don't think so <laughs> I was hoping Lopa would say yeah she didn't look at me either
0: <laughs> It wasn't Lopa I
1: mean okay, like is she the, here's the other thing for Dharma to understand is that she the woman doesn't even care about her own you know uh, own uh, relatives sort of in-law you know Lopa, who's she? Yeah. Her, you know, her son's mother-in-law, and she doesn't even care about that woman. Why would she go out of her way to care about anybody else? What's the what's and the only really reason? Is- Lavina says. Lavina even says. I, I, she care. I, she and I talked because I offered to help her, so I was helping her. So it's yeah. almost like she might have talked to Lavina only because she Lavina was assigned you know, jobs at the wedding. She was assigned certain functions. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. that's basically what it was. I mean, I think that – Wait, I want, I had a question for you because I feel like people are going to not get it because I feel like to some people they're going to be like, what's the big deal? It's not your wedding. It's your son's wedding. If you ignored someone, what's the big deal? And I think culturally it's important to understand, like, is there a word in – um south india of the relationship that that relationship of lopa's relationship with uh with race oh yeah
1: there's an actual specific word in every language yeah they're called samandi they're called yeah samdi yeah. in hindi samandi in it's, there's an actual word for the parents of the groom's Groom or a bride, or the other family members. There's actual relationship words for them because they are. It's considered as a marriage between families. So now it's not yes. just the bride and the groom having a relationship. The bride's family and the groom's family also have relationship between yes. each other, and they have they have relationship titles for each other. That's how important that is. So for her to ignore Lopa is a big deal mm-hmm. if it was uh for her to and i think part of what she was doing was she was making it seem like dharma was on the bright side of the family she was mm-hmm. lopa's family so yep. if she's ignoring lopa she's going to ignore all of lopa's relatives and friends
0: mm-hmm. yeah that, that dharma
1: is- was standing yep. in as Richest family members versus being on Vishal's side of the aisle, basically. Yes, that's what that's the dynamic that's playing. It's like Dharma came in as being friends with both families, but you know, but uh, this woman, yeah, Mm -hmm. she is she is treating Dharma as richest family member. She was on the bright
0: side of the aisle. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's that's something- the underlying
1: that's what dharma is upset about.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's something people need to understand is like in our communities that relationship your samdhyana is which yeah. is basically your the the your child's in-laws are very that's a very important relationship to uphold because mm-hmm. culturally speaking like for my mom, right? Like when I get married, it's not just that you know, my well-being is also my husband's responsibility, but it's also my in-laws responsibility. If something happens to me, God forbid, my in-laws are going to be very heavily involved. And people can look at that and say all kinds of things. Is it toxic? Is it codependent? Blah, 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 all that stuff. But I'm just trying to explain to you what the relationship is in our culture and Mm -hmm. why it is so important to uphold and why it's given so much care. Honestly, my – My dad, when he was able to come to my house, would spend, Mm -hmm. and even now, my mom spends more time with my mother-in-law than she does with me and my kids, Mm -hmm. because she knows that that's a very important relationship that she needs. Right. Right. They
1: nurture each other's relationship. Like, even now, my mother, she will call my in-laws. I live here, but my mother will call my in-laws, and she'll wish them on New Year's for Diwali, whatever. They'll maintain a relationship. They'll check in on each other. They, if my in-laws come to my part of the town, they will check in on my mother. Yeah. So they will do things like that, even though they don't have to. They're on opposite sides of the town. They don't necessarily have to check in on each other. They don't even have to have a relationship, but they will do it because that's culturally. That is what is expected. Yeah. That you take care of each other's family.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that. Monica is having rumors about her relationship come out of her own potentially future in law and that and they are not supporting and defending her. Yes, that is why that is such a big fucking deal. Like, right. that is why Monica has completely, like, even in, in her interviews, you could tell that she's kind of switched over to be like, what the fuck is going on with me here? Right. Right. Like, what is he doing? It's not just about the engagement. It's the fact that I feel like that is why Monica, who would never ever be okay with Anisha and Bali asking her all these questions, mm-hmm. is now at Amrit's housewarming party very happily allowing Anisha and Bali to put mm-hmm. Rishi on the spot and say, right. "No, you actually said you were going to propose to me at 30 and I'm right. 31 soon." Right. Yeah. Like because she realizes that insult. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bali's house stuff. So I was trying to figure out why this is so traumatic and all this stuff. But I think what my gut says is that Bali's ex-husband owned the house that Mm -hmm. she and her daughter lived in. Mm -hmm. And with the prices of houses going up so high, Mm -hmm. he likely could make a buck from... Mm -hmm. Selling that house, and I believe that he went and sold that house without Bali being involved, and then she had to quickly move out of it, which is super.
1: Yeah, fun I think it was the combination of Bali asking for money for the girl's college, and him noticing that Bali has her own stream of uh, income now from the show, and he's like, "Okay, yeah. you don't need my money. I'm going to sell this house, and you can use that money to pay for the, our daughter's college." And, but you are getting out of this house. I'm done supporting you because you have yeah. an income that you have a line of income. Now you're not dependent on your parents. You are, you have your own income. I think that's yeah. what the underlying thing is. And that may be one of the reasons why Bali doesn't have her own. Um, she didn't pursue her own career or anything for all this while is because if she had done that, she, uh, he would not have supported her. He would have abandoned them as them, her and her daughter much earlier.
0: And I think that's also why she hasn't married O'Malley yet, is because she gets alimony from that mm-hmm. relationship. So right. I think that's why she hasn't gotten married and moved out to yeah. wherever it is that he lives Kentucky.
1: Yeah. Somewhere. Is that where he lives? Somewhere. It's a short plane ride, and he shows up. And the man is, I think he's still, I think he was super nice because he puts up with a lot of the shenanigans
0: that he does. Yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> he does. <laughs> he doesn't even like sh-
0: Yeah um bali is somebody who cracks me up though because she always says these like. occasionally you will get like a gem of like good advice from Mm -hmm. her right or she's talking to monica and she's told rishi like if you fuck around with her like we have no reason to be friends with you aka you're not gonna get to be on the fucking show like right right She gives great advice but then she does things like Calling her yard sale an estate sale because she genuinely thinks that that's what it should be called. She's She's so dumb.
1: She's thinking of it as the price tag. You know, in estate sales, you have the price tag is pretty high. So she's looking at all of her expensive quotes and everything, and she's looking at the price tag, and that's why she's calling it an estate sale.
0: She's such a dodo bird. She is.
1: And she sets it all up and she gets a drink and she's like, it's too hot. I'm going outside, I'm going inside. You guys sell it. She and spent dra- more money. The garage sale in
0: the garage driveway is so small. <laughs> they barely can fit everything in there. They're all standing there in the hot sun. I feel like she watched, uh, what was her name? That lady from uh, uh, Dallas, right? Dallas, there was a garage sale in Dallas. Oh, oh, yeah, Cameron. Cameron had a garage sale in Dallas, and I think she yeah. tried to take a page out of that, but it's like. <laughs> but like, Bali barely tries. Like, she just yeah. seems like a person who's just like. But also, tries. I didn't see anybody come from outside
1: to buy it. It was like just her own friends buying from her and saying, This fits me.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> we'll she, was, she was in the red. She spent more money on pastries and snacks and champagne <laughs> than she did selling stuff. Um. And Nisha's fashion show planning is happening. And the only thing that I want to point out is the fact that she goes to her, <laughs> the venue with her mom, and her mom is like, Oh, well, there's going to be drinks, so we need to have some food. So we'll do a couple of trays of biryani's. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine
1: smelly biryani and oily samosas in a little plate while there are all these high fashion clothes going on. All the yes. stains, all the haldi stains, all the turmeric stains on all of the clothes. That
0: is so quintessentially trying to do something with... My parents, like with yeah. our parents, right? Like yeah. if I, like even my kids' birthday parties and stuff. Whenever I've like, you know, I try to have a very basic birthday party. We're gonna get some sandwiches, some yeah. pizza. Yeah. I'll order a salad, whatever. But yeah, my you, make,
1: you you do something American that is easier to handle, easier to get. No,
0: no, my mother in law is like, okay, but your parents are coming, so you know what? Let's just do a, <laughs> let's just do a tray of biryani or some kebabs. Yeah. And not.
1: like yeah. I, oh my and god, slowly it becomes like so much food, it becomes like food American food for the kids, and yes. then there's all this Indian food that you have to make for all the grown ups and adults. Yes, and then there's like, oh, th- this is too spicy for the uh, the, uh, the Americans, it's only Indian adults can eat this, so the American adults have to get something that is like sort of mildly spicy. Yes. So let's do a tray of, uh, you know, mac and cheese as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know what? This chicken brandy is too spicy for your father-in-law. So, And, you know, the Americans can't eat it. So we'll just do a tray of a different kind of rice, and then yeah. we'll just do some chicken separately, and we'll make sure that's not too spicy. And we'll get some naan and some that too, and maybe a pasta salad, and you're like yeah. – and the funny thing is, they do this, and then at the end of the party, they look at all the food and they complain. Yeah. They're like, hey, "No one's eating. This? Nobody's eating. This is so much food. This is this is all going to get wasted." Quick, tell your friends to come over with Tupperware. Tupperware. And Tupperware, <laughs> take it home. <laughs> I'm like, why did we order this much food to begin with? <laughs> she could have just said a, a bunch of cupcakes or
1: pastries or something very small, but no and there needn't have been any food in the first place <laughs> exactly food to taste would have been fine but no she had to do biryani <laughs>
0: yes exactly
1: um, Did you, oh, it, yeah. it was surprising to see her get uh, Anisha get all uh, emotional about her mom but so- I also was like lovely to see her encouraging Anisha and saying don't worry I have full belief in you I believe in you you're going to do great I just love that part.
0: Jitra is amazing. Anisha getting emotional is something that I've actually talked to one of my cousins about quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my cousins, she's like my little sister. She's Mm -hmm. uh, four years younger than me, so she's 33. And she's single. She's not married. And she is super successful. She's got an amazing job. She is... Traveling the world. She lives by herself. She's living her best life. Like, you know, everybody's making those like what I did this year. Instagram reels. Mm -hmm. Right. Hers is like really like worldwide. Mm -hmm. Like he went literally everywhere. She's doing great. Right. But Anisha getting that emotional and saying, you know, I just feel like I don't have anything to show for myself or my career. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've talked to her about because she, even though she has an amazing job, she sometimes gets extremely, extremely overwhelmed at her job and she will take on too much and she'll burn out. Mm -hmm. And we kind of like in therapy, the thing that she figured out is that because she's not married because Mm -hmm. she doesn't have a child and a a husband, Mm -hmm. she does feel like culturally she needs to have something, right? To show. To show for the fact that, okay, well, even though I don't have a husband and a kid and all those things, Mm -hmm. I at least am successful at my job. And Mm -hmm. so Anisha getting that emotional and saying, I have nothing to show for it. It is this pressure that you almost end up putting on yourself because you're like, wow, my parents don't have a son-in-law my mm-hmm. parents don't have grandkids for me so at least the least i can do is just be really fucking Isn't that amazing. sad
1: that you feel like you need it's to unbelievably do that
0: Believably sad and oh. i told her i told my cousin i'm like you don't yeah. first of all you are amazing in everything yeah. you do and you don't need to prove yourself to anybody else mm-hmm. but it is culturally this pressure that mm-hmm. ends up being put so because I, I used to look at People like my cousin. Mm-hmm. I also have an older cousin who's a couple of years older than me, and she's also single and he used to look at their lives and be like, wow, it's so cool, right? They get to do whatever they want. They don't have to worry about their in laws and they don't mm-hmm. have to worry about their husband or their kids or anything like that. But I realized that they also, you know, they also have this other pressure on themselves because we're constantly under the pressure of something else because of how we were raised in our communities where you have to have something to show for yourself and your accomplishments. Your life
1: has to mean something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was sad, but Jitra's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm so glad.
0: Let her get the biryani and samosas.
1: Yeah. It's the least you can do. She'll probably bring some of those, you know, the takeaway Tupperware as well. She'll order that too.
0: She will. She will. Yeah. Um, I and Nicholas have this housewarming party and Anisha, um, that's where Anisha puts Monica in the hot, well, she puts Rishi in the hot seat. And then later she puts Monica in the hot seat, hot seat and says, it seems like you were really quick to to accept Amrit's apology, but you never took mine. And I was like, that's true. But also Monica's never apologized to Anisha for whatever the fuck she did at the reunion.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Anisha was really hurt. If you look at the reunion, you can see Anisha like really on That's the verge of tears yeah. when Monica did what she did. Yeah, Monica never apologized for that.
0: No, she never did. Um, and then Monica also is bought out with one bag, one bag that Rishi gets her. But I feel like she's not really bought out. Like I feel like she's she's not fully fully in on it. Um, yeah. The other she could of- have said he bought me something special but she's like he bought me a bag that's all i know <laughs> i know um then and also rishi's whole thing of being like oh culturally you know your woman has to really <laughs> be a reflection of you so that's why i got her i was like what the fuck are you talking about rishi just yeah. admit it you fucked up and you got her a purse to keep her quiet yeah, and I watched yeah. The Sopranos. I know how this works. You got her a big, beautiful sapphire ring like Tony got Carmella when he was fucking the lady <laughs> at the Mercedes dealership.
1: Okay, you're deep, deep inside that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been non stop. Your texts, everything is like <laughs> Sopranos. I, I was not doing it. I Did you see that the- Neerja attended the housewarming too? She kept running along the wall. Oh. <laughs>
0: Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a neutral problem at Amrith and Nicholas's house. By the way, Amrith and Nicholas's house is crazy. They're like, it's how do you crazy. go up and down these stairs? What is? And it's kind of like it's it's it's
1: it's it feels like it's like a add on, maybe like a pool house in someone yeah. else's house. It's like you have to go around the condos <laughs> that look like normal homes, and you go to the back end. And then you have the spiral staircase, and, you know, Vishal is right. How do you take furniture
0: up that place? How do you get your dog up? Yeah. (laughs) How do you get yourself up sometimes? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Vishal and Richa sort of closed on a house together. That was such a weird scene, right? Ah. She just can't I have to agree she's just title. like she's
1: constantly pulling away from him and i don't know if it is because she's not okay with Pda on camera if she gets like coquettish and that's why she's doing that or is it because she's not into
0: him is it because she hates him yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to tell but it's very uncomfortable to watch um in the mid season, he gets period, all googly eyed
1: yeah. and he tries yeah. his best and he's like but she's like unemotional. Doesn't make eye contact with him even when she walks in. She doesn't make eye contact with him. She just goes and signs the paper. It's so weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's I'm a weird, weird
0: relationship. Well, we got the mid-season trailer. It's like seems like it's more wedding stuff, which is whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um. But uh, I listened to Anisha on Watcho Crappens and. Mm-hmm. She said that she is not going to have anything at all from the wedding in her, in the show, but she will release some photos just on Instagram mm. uh, after the show has wrapped. Because yeah,
1: I noticed she didn't put her last name on the. Watch what Crappens. You know, it was a video on demand episode. Oh, yeah, she had her name as Anisha. She didn't have it as whatever her last name may be now. I well, we
0: already found her husband. Yeah. Well, you found her. <laughs> somebody, somebody
1: found it. Somebody found a a Indian doctor somewhere. We don't even know. It could be a clip art, okay? For all you know, it's like images, Google Images. <laughs> that's not a real cardiologist, problem. Google Images, Indian. That's it.
0: It's like an AI. Like yeah. somebody put together a face of like someone said, Show me an Indian doctor, young Indian yeah. doctor, and like chat GPT or whatever that is. Ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was you don't even know if that's
1: necessarily true It's just some rando rando sending you something But it is a random.
0: Yeah. Mm. alright well that's it um, I feel like I'm I feel like I've lived a thousand lives today on January me the 3rd too. me I'm too so it's
1: been the longest day ever it was hard enough waking up early to send the kid to school
0: oh my god I almost thought about calling in sick after my child went to school <laughs> Right? I was like oh there's no way I can function today. I wanted
1: to go back to sleep, but then the dogs needed walking and then I wanted to go back to sleep after they did the walking and then but by then I I had had two cups of coffee and I couldn't sleep. It was a mess. I tried to nap in the afternoon and couldn't do that. It was
0: just horrible. At around 3:45 when the kids came home from school, yeah. I was like we're not making it. Yeah. We're not- yeah, around three forty-five
1: is when I was like three thirty. I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but I am ready to s- just crash right now. It's and so somehow crazy. I made it till nine
0: thirty. Here we are, know. we made it, we made it. It's nine thirty, and you know what? But who knows what happens tomorrow? I don't know if I can wake up tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I have to do tomorrow this. <laughs> is a whole unknown. Tomorrow is a whole unknown. I don't even know if I can make it tomorrow. I think might- up
0: the rest of the week for uh for There the might not Christmas. be school tomorrow, kiddo. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well mommy
1: mommy calling in sick.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, Arthur, thank you for being here. Everyone, thank you for listening. I'll be back um to talk about Miami and Salt Lake Sopranos. City and the Sopranos. <laughs> 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 and also to talk about the glass onion with my brother Rio. ooh that was so